Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We are having an excellent adventure. We are we? Is it excellent? Mm, I mean, it's okay. It's an adventure, I'll say that much. Oh no. What? I just like was zooming into your email so much that I feel like I broke some sort of zoom barrier and I closed it. Oh no. How do I get that back? Did I accidentally delete it? What is happening? Help, help. Matt doesn't know how to use a computer. No, I don't. Which is ironic. And isn't it ironic? You know, I really want to see. Don't you think? I really want to see Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. Someone was talking about that the other day at work. Oh, we could go. Oh, it was definitely Ari. Ari was talking about that. We could go when we're in New York. I mean, if it's better than um, It's Only a Play, <laughs> I'm in. You mean the worst show of all time? Who was I talking to about that? <laughs> Kristen, our, one of our writers on the Goldberg, she, she saw the same run of that show no and she why did she see it agreed with me wholeheartedly well she was living she lives in new york and uh 
I think her mother was in town and they went to like very similar to us and wound up there. I think we bought the tickets like 10 minutes before curtain. Oh, we bought, we happened to be in times square. Yeah. Broadway ish area. Um, in the snow. Yeah. We were not far. Where were we staying? We weren't far. I think we might've been staying in the Buzzfeed apartment. No, I think we were in the link, not the, by the library. Oh, the Bryant park hotel. Yes. Uh, so it was a quick walk over and we, you know, Boy, oh boy, that play was terrible. <laughs> did we stay for the whole thing? Yes, of course we did. We're not monsters. Plus, we had to see how this terrible thing would end. <laughs> we were we were deceived by Matthew Broderick and Stockard Channing. Yes, we didn't get Stockard either. We got a yeah. Stockard's understudy. <laughs> and the only person trying was F. Murray Abraham. Poor, poor F. Murray. Honey, could you forward me that email again? I, I seeming to really actually deleted it somehow. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, luckily, no uh, plans to see it's only a play this year. Oh, thank God. Um, but we are going to go to New York, everybody. And it's going to be a doozy because we're going to leave on Christmas Eve in the morning. Yep. Mary Jane will be taking over the home mm-hmm. with Bo. Yep. Best friends hanging out. <laughs> Just two BFFs. Just dreaming their Disney Pluses. <laughs> having a good time. Uh, I'm very happy that she's going to be here with Bo and the Bo doesn't have to go anywhere. Me too. Um, that's nice. Uh, but I will say my, my anxiety about flying with Henry around this time is, is through the roof. Because he is hard to keep still at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a front-facing carrier and try it but you didn't i i did actually oh, have we tried it yet it's on its way okay good so we'll have to like nice do, try do a couple of that, that's exactly what we want we want a nice try of this <laughs> of this thingamajiggy Ugh. like flying with a four-month-old we thought would be terrible but it was the greatest easiest thing ever as he far as his flight was concerned five months old okay so then the four the 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 problem with now is he just wants to be moving all the time. He just wants to be moving everywhere. Yeah. I think I'm just going to have to give him my glasses. Maybe I'll just bring an old pair of glasses and put them on my face. And then he can take them off and think he finally got my glasses. Oh, that's a good idea. And then he will never stop playing with my glasses. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, he kept turning on the TV. Like he grabbed the... Uh, remote? The Apple TV remote oh. and just would bite it down and it, like when you bite it down it like uh, turns oh, it no. on or something like when you bite it when a person touch presses it or when a small child bites it turns everything on so I kept having to turn it off it was pretty funny boy oh boy but he was real you know I gave him the TV remote which because we have the Christmas stuff up it's not quite so easy I know to turn it's hard <laughs> um, and he was playing with that for like a good 20 minutes it was great. Okay, maybe I can get some sort of like baby toy remote. <laughs> yeah, or we just bring we bring, bring an old remote. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him like eating the remotes from the TVs on the plane. Ew, it no. It's like a disaster waiting That'll to happen. That'll be gross. Yeah, grody to the max. Yes. Um, But let's see. Otherwise, what's happening? I've been very, you know what I've been very apprehensive about? What's that, honey? The stroller situation. Uh, so in new york elaborate like i've been like should we bring 
The Vista and the car seat, that seems crazy. The Vista weighs 10,000 pounds. And it's so bulky, but it would be nice to have the car seat. If, but if we in like, New York, can't you just get people get car seats? No, I I thought you could, but every, but now people have told me that the car seats in Ubers are all forward facing. But then we'd need a base. No, the upper baby you can use without a base. You can just oh, seat right. belt it in. That's true. Then let's bring it. So I was thinking we could do that, or we could bring. I bought the car seat. I could finally, use the travel case for it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so heavy, though. We, but we only have to carry it for not long. Right. Because it goes on a conveyor belt, and we see it later. And then when it gets off the conveyor belt, we use it as a stroller. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not like we have to like take it up a 20-floor walk-up. I know. It's not like we're walking from the airport. I don't know. I've just been very stressed about this for some reason. Oh, this is confusing to me. We have the case i know it. and like, i specifically for this exact honey, reason. i'm aware and we and i bought a case for the car seat to be That's protected true. you also did that yes then what are we even talking about i don't know i'm just i I'm guess thinking, what we're taking the car seat to the airport anyway <laughs> i think i'm just channeling all my anxiety about the trip into the decision about which stroller to take oh i wouldn't worry about it too much okay like it seems like it'll be fine we'll okay. just we'll just get we'll just make sure we get the bigger car for the ubering okay and then it'll, the stroller will live in the back and Okay. It'll be fine. All right. I'm worried about everything else we have to bring. I know. It's so much stuff. It is so much stuff. What are we going to do? I don't know. <sighs> what if we decided to not go anywhere? But Mary Jane's already taken care of Bo. All right. She could stay here with Bo and Henry. <laughs> she babysat for us last night. She did. It's a great gig babysitting here, guys, after 6.30 p.m. I mean, it's basically like you need someone who can hang out with Bo. <laughs> totally. And, you know, obviously, you know, emergency such situations. Um, but I think it's a... Uh, whatever. I don't know. Next time we talk to you, we'll be leaving in two days. Yep. So, find out more next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> um, we had a real cranky day yesterday. As far as last night was concerned, we we're supposed to go to a party with the baby. And then he was so sad about his nap. Woke up crying. Like, like real, hysterical. Real crying. Real tears. Hard to calm down. Um, and then I said, why don't you go to the party? And I will stay here with him and do his bath and everything. Which I did. And Dory went to the party. I think she thought it was a good decision. Henry and I had some good bonding time. Which literally was listening to Christmas music on the couch with Bo. Sounds pretty nice. It was adorable. Should have been there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, it was adorable. It was fine. It was good. Um, yeah, he's a big kid. It's crazy. He stands up on his own now, holding on to something, obviously. But like, he'll like release one arm and be like, "Wee!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a thrill seeker. He's getting there. Yeah, he likes thrills, chills, and spills. And Mills? I mean, his dad's from Lowell, Mill City. Mm. Hope he doesn't like pills. Maybe he'll love all sorts of pills. Vitamin Bs, 
and C's and all the other <laughs> vitamins people need mm-hmm. for vitamin time. Yep. I don't even know. Um, yeah, so he's just like, he's a teenager. <laughs> it's crazy. I uh, hope everybody's Christmas shopping is going well if you're celebrating Christmas. I hope if uh, you're celebrating other things that are giftable, then your gift shopping is going well. We had a we had a kind of adorable gift exchange last night. Miniature gift exchange. Because we're not going to be here on Christmas anyway. And I was like, I'm going to give you a, a present that came for you. Because we're not going to be here on Christmas. Yeah. And he opened it for me because it was still in like the package that it came in. And it was a, an amazing wooden puzzle. What would you call that? Tray? Surface? A puzzle table tray? Puzzle table tray. Yeah. Um, with like drawers and it's wooden. It's like really nice looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was very touched by it because as he knows, we, I've been wanting to get us into puzzles. Yes. But we don't really have anywhere to do them. And I thought if we could clear enough space off of the dining room table, then you could just, li- it could live on this. Yeah. So I thought that was very sweet. And then I said, well, now I have to give you one of your gifts. Mm-hmm. And what was it, honey? She got me a puzzle of us that's right got- <laughs> she took a photo of henry Bo, dory and myself and i had a company turn into a puzzle raven's burger a 500 piece puzzle of us which will go great on the puzzle tray exactly what? i was like oh my goodness we are just so vibing right now <laughs> We always vibe so well. We're good vibers, you know? Yeah. Honey, have I told you recently how amazing you are for having breastfed our baby? Hmm. It's weird. It's weird that I would say that. Weird that you would say that. Anyway, um, (laughs) what else is happening? How was your week? Um, My week was okay. Yeah? Yeah. You know, it was fine. My week at work, we were shooting, and it wasn't, the hours weren't bad. But yeah, it was you actually like, got home at like a it was reasonable also, but it hour was just this week. Like, it, always, it was always just after bedtime. Yes. It was always like, get out, get in the car, look at the traffic, and no, I wasn't going to make it for bedtime. Well, and then even like the one night where you came home before his technical bedtime, he was so tired that I put him to sleep at like six. Yeah. So you didn't even get to see him. Yeah, like she sent me a text that, of him sleeping as I was like probably a mile from our house anyway whatever i saw him sunday and then i saw him on saturday and i'll see him today and then i'll see him next saturday (laughs) Mm. oh it's tough guys it's tough he's a good sleeper you know i'm not gonna fault him i leave you know i leave an hour before call every day so i'm out of the house by like usually i leave at six because calls at seven um and i don't we don't get him until six thirty. Like if he wakes up before six thirty, we we don't get him before six thirty. Right. But like this morning, he slept till six forty five with no interruption. Is that true? Yes. Uh, the only interruptions were me snoring all night. You. I had a I had a stuffy nose, and when that when that happens, it's just like all bets are off on on snore town. I try not. I try. And to... What happens is I end up on my back, and when I'm on my back, that's when the snoring happens. So yeah. you know if you wake me up for snoring i'll apologize and try to roll over i know i always feel bad but then though. my body decides no no you're very comfortable on your back get back there bud 
I really try not to do it unless it's like really loud. Yeah, I mean, by all means, you're supposed to be able to. Because I do that. wear earplugs. Oh, you know what I did the other night that I forgot to tell you about? No. Remember how you were like, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you should try meditating. Yeah. I did that. And you put went back to sleep. I finally did go back to sleep. I told you. Found something on Spotify, like a po- like a sleep meditation podcast. Yeah. And a couple episodes in, I was like, <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, that's your biggest, that's sort of your biggest Achilles heel is uh, not being able to fall back asleep after waking up. Yes. I don't, I don't have, I'm not, like, I don't have insomnia. Like, I can fall asleep at bedtime uh, really well. We have sleep number beds, and I know our sleep scores, and you do not have trouble sleeping at all. No, but the only thing that happens is if I do wake up at, like, three. Yeah. I have trouble falling back asleep. Yeah. And I offered you a solution and it seems to have been one that works yeah it's good so i appreciate that thank you for the solution i'm here to solve problems and be the coolest cool dude in dude town is it working what (laughs) uh should we take a break did it work am i the coolest cool dude in dude town find out after the break oh i'm excited 
you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or a track person. They've got those two. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Turns out I was not the coolest dude in the cool town. Dude, I thought it was dude town. Oh, I checked the wrong place. Oh. We'll have to find it after the next break. Okay. Um... But that reminds me that we do have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Excellent Adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com, and you can support us on Patreon. We are still doing our Patreon episodes. We are indeed. At patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. And you may email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And we will likely read your email on the show. Also, our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Baby. Baby. Uh, well, let's check the rundown here, compiled by Dory Shafrir, the lady, not the baby. Henry didn't do this. No. I'm going to try to zoom in again. Okie dokie. There we go. Oh, thank God. All right. So, let's jump right in. I'll start. This is Rebecca. Hey, guys. It's me again. I wanted to leave a voicemail because Matt, if I wanted Matt to hear me loud and clear, but unfortunately, I don't have a voice at the moment. Because the damn sinus infection. But Matt, listen up. Breastfeeding, and especially pumping, is so much more than just the act of doing it. Your entire day is think- taken up thinking about it because you are so forced to be on a schedule determined by the hungry monster baby. Uh, and you're increasingly full boobs. And when you pump exclusively, it makes it much worse because you're in. you're thinking about pumping, then feeding, then washing all the damn parts. I know you know this. And your point is that if it's such a pain in the ass, why continue it? That's the hard part to explain. It's probably different for everybody. For me, I felt like my body was broken in so many ways, infertility-wise. This was the one part of my body that actually was, was really good at. Uh, I could produce milk like it was nobody's business. So I wanted to do what I could do well. Plus, it was free. And yeah, the whole connection thing that happens for some, it happened to, me, to for me and my daughter. Not so much my son, because like Henry, he wasn't really great at the whole breastfeeding thing. But here's the part you really need to hear. Dory doesn't need to hear I told you so, or why did you do it? She needs to hear you're amazing for sticking with it for as long as you did. Thank you for going above and beyond what was necessary for our son. Honey, I just said that. That was not in the email. Women are freaking yes, amazing. What? what are you talking about? I just said that out loud. That was not the email. <laughs> Women are freaking amazing and going through so much to become moms, be moms, or even make the choice to not be a mom. None of it is easy. Sometimes you just need to hear that we are badasses. That is all. Thank you for letting me rant. By the way, man, I think you're a badass too. I obviously love your wife and dog immensely. Oh, and the son too. <laughs> you rock being a dad and husband sometimes. Keep the I told you so to myself. Rebecca, this is the hardest uh, part of my life is keeping the I told you so to myself. And I'm not great at it. In fact, I would even say I'm terrible at it. But sometimes I do keep it to myself. And this was certainly not one of those times. And I appreciate you calling me out on it. And I also appreciate the fact that there are two adults, two children, a 65-pound dog, and approximately 2,500 square feet. So, that being said, Dory. Yes. You are amazing for sticking with it so long. Thank Thank you. Thank you for going above and beyond what was necessary for our son, Henry. 
Thank you so much. Julie and Myra, the first. Thank you. I I appreciate that. I appreciate it too. And because I appreciate you so much and what you went through to breastfeed our baby, I'm assuming we're done with this topic. What could be next? Well, we actually have one voicemail that I want to play. All right. Oh. <laughs> Doshi. Sorry. Plug in. It's right That's there. That's my fault. It's over there. It's okay. I've turned this down, so you should plug it in without any trouble whatsoever. And then you may go. <laughs> A little technical snafu. Hi, Joey. Oh, there we go. Henry and Bo. I did it. I finally... Pause the podcast and <laughs> leaving a voicemail. Glad I could I've make written that to happen. you a couple of times, but always anonymously. Um, my last email was asking you about Rai. Um, and Dori, I send you messages on IG as well. Um, it seems like I'm part of your family now, or you guys are part of my family. So, anyway, we'll take it. I pause the podcast because I most of the time do not agree with Matt. But there are a couple of things where I really, really agree with him. Um, first is about C-section. I had a scheduled C-section. Thank you. Um, one of the reasons was because I wanted to. Of course, there were a couple of medical reasons too. But the primary reason was because I wanted to remove the uncertainty. And my husband agreed with me. And we brought our baby after a scheduled C-section. She's six weeks behind Henry and six months oh. now. The second thing where I agree with Matt is breastfeeding. Um, I know I am fortunate, one of those fortunate mothers who's able to breastfeed. Um, I'm actually exclusively breastfeeding my baby, and my baby doesn't take anything other than my boob, of course. She doesn't take formula. She doesn't take. She doesn't even take a bottle. Um, so, but I kind of agree with Matt. Like, why breastfeeding? I, you know, all the connection that people talk about that Dory that you were talking about in this week's podcast. I honestly don't feel it, and maybe because I'm fortunate and I'm taking it for granted. But you know, it's it's okay if she was taking bottles. <laughs> I'm with Matt on this one, and Finally. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. I'm trying. Don't worry, Matt, but I'm I just don't feel one. it. Um, the third thing that I agree with Matt is lactation consultants. <laughs> I think it's a big, big, big. I'm sorry again if I'm offending anyone. <laughs> I like people who are supporting families. But most of the lactation consultants I've seen, and I've seen three or four of them, they are a, you know, I, I don't want to say it, but it's full of shit. Charlatans. Um, I love it. The lactation consultant I saw, I was using a nipple shield, and she, instead of helping me get off of nipple shield, she told me, your baby's tongue is bunched up, she's not moving her head correctly, you should go to oh a God. physical therapist, oh an occupational therapist, and something, someone else as well. Our pediatrician was kind enough to tell us that, you know, there's nothing wrong and you, we shouldn't worry about it. I recently saw another lactation consultant because um, I was having pain in my breast and instead of helping with me with my pain, I'm sorry, um, that I kind of, you know, sometimes uh, eat my own words, uh, <laughs> literally. Um, but instead of helping me with my pain, she told me, your baby is not gaining enough weight, she has failure to thrive. Oh my god! It got, got cut, cut off, off. and amazing. she didn't call back. But well, no, I got the gist of it, <laughs> and <laughs> I know you wanted to be done with this topic, but Best I figured you would <laughs> want to like, hear this. The call. other thing that's interesting <laughs> to me about that is that she doesn't agree with me a lot. 
But on these three topics, uh, you know, these which are hot button issues. Three of my hot buttonist, <laughs> three of my ringing the bell top topics here, particularly lactation consultants. Um, I mean, look, I'm sure there are lactation consultants out there who are help helpful to people, but I have always found them to be seemingly uh, like making like it just sounds like oh you're making everything up that you're doing. Um. It's just, it's just like, it's like a cold reading by a psychic. Every time you talk about this, people get very upset. So look, I'm just saying I would just like a little more, maybe you're lactation consultant people out there who are getting upset. Or if you are a lactation consultant and listening to this, maybe you have a more scientific based approach to it. And if you do great you probably make more sense than some of the people I've seen. But I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> and in Los Angeles, <laughs> everybody's tongue is tied. Everybody's tongue is tied. Everybody's got a palate that is not whatever the fuck. And, you know. <sighs> okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for going down that uh, tiny road with me, everybody. Okay. Um, so the final email on this topic is from Amy, who says, Dory, can I just tell you how much it means to me that you are honest about breastfeeding and pumping? I'm so tired of pumping, and it's been 10 months, and I feel like listening to you finally gives me permission to stop or at least be honest that I don't love it. I so want to stop taking my big pump bag to work and start taking workout clothes so that I can hopefully find time to work out again. It's so hard, and yet the emotions around it are so strong, and it really means a lot to me that you are able to talk about it honestly on the pod. Thanks again for everything. Thank you, Amy. Well, you know, honey, I think you're the voice of a generation of infertile people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, uh, I would say, I think your life, you seem happier not pumping. I feel happier. Yeah. I had a few days where I was kind of sad about it. About not pumping? About not pumping and breastfeeding and like the whole thing kind yeah, of being Yeah, but have over. you ever had a day where you were sad about not pumping? <laughs> it was more like I was just sad about the whole thing being over in general uh, time moving on yes exactly um but no i am not sad about not pumping now i feel great yeah that's good i feel like i have my life back one of my friends last night at the party she brought her pump with her just in case she had to pump Mm -hmm. i was like i remember those days i remember driving to our anniversary dinner and i was pumping in the car yeah it's gonna be nice not traveling without having to thing about pumping oh my god yes it's gonna be amazing well i would go with amazing we still have a heavy stroller to deal with sure but like no you're right the fact that i don't have to think about pumping like on the plane and like where am i gonna store my milk and like that whole rigmarole it's just like it's such a relief to not have to think about it now you can store your milk in you it stays there now i think the milk is gone Oh, I think that I think, so long. I think I've closed up shop in the boobs. Um, well, let me just uh, let me just say to the milk, milk, you were great, and and we're gonna miss you, and I appreciate milk 
so much, and, and I don't think I'm plugged in for my dumb joke. Here it is. Milk, I salute you. <laughs> Milk, you gave our baby some tough mornings. And you caused my wife a lot of anxiety regarding timing and scheduling and cumbersome traveling. You served us well, and we appreciate you, Milk. We will miss you, but generations from now, we will not forget how Milk was. All right, thank you, Milk. That's a beautiful tribute. <laughs> uh, I hate me too, everyone. I hate me too. Uh, oh, Milk. Oh, Milk. Um, all right, I am going to switch gears now and play a voicemail responding to the placenta accretia. Accreta? Accreta? Accretia? I forget how you pronounce it. Signal that went out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We got a voicemail about it. I remember um, Camarillo was a hot, hot, hot zone for that, right? What? Camarillo. I believe our caller was from the the caller who called up following up with that. Oh, was also from Camarillo? Wasn't it? I, again, all I'm remembering is Camarillo. Interesting. All right. Here we go. Hey, guys. I'm calling because I'm responding to the Akrita egg signal. Um, I also had a Creta. I actually had Increta, which is a more severe version of a Creta. Um, my situation went undiagnosed, so it didn't, it wasn't until I was, they had delivered my baby, um, and I was like laying on the operating room table. It was a planned C-section because she was breech, but that was when they discovered it, which in retrospect, I'm so glad that my baby was breech because they were able to see what was happening right away and try to um, save my life. So what ended up happening was they ended up removing my uterus. Um, it was super scary for me and my husband, super traumatic. Um, but we we all made it through. And um, anyway, I just called to tell my story because it is something that's rare, but it's actually starting to be more popular for some reason. Um, the rise in C-sections amongst women who have scar tissue, um, that's like a huge reason why you would get it. I, I ne had never had a previous C-section. It was my first pregnancy. But um, now it's like one in every like 250 women are diagnosed or, or go undiagnosed. But then once you have it, you have a one in 14 chance of um, maternal mortality, which is pretty serious. Yeah. So uh, high. states are taking it more Very. seriously in their delivery rooms. Um, Texas is probably like the worst. I think their mortality rate for Accreta is at its highest, whereas California is at its lowest. Um, so it's also like a situation with like what state you deliver and like what their protocols are for Accreta, which is like so crazy that like that could be a determination and whether you live or you don't. Um, Kim Kardashian is like the most famous person for having it. Um, 
She doesn't really talk about it a lot. But oh, that's what she's that's famous the reason for. Why she's used so many surrogates for her like subsequent pregnancies. Um, and anyway, there's just like some risk factors. IVF is a risk factor. If your baby is breached and you're, you have low lying or uh, placenta or placenta previa, that's also an, an indication and previous C-sections. But it's very easy to go undiagnosed. I had an MFM. I had like probably 20 ultrasounds throughout my pregnancy and they still didn't see it. So it's super scary when it's undiagnosed, especially because you can't really prepare for it. But um, thankfully, I was in good hands. I was actually at Cedar sinai also. I know Matt and Dory, you guys delivered Henry there. What? what? Anyway, just wanted to call in and give my Akrita story. I mean, it seems to make sense in that, like, you're, people who are going through IVF, you know, there's a lot more uh, poking and prodding happening up there anyway. Yeah. That some scar tissue could form without you even knowing. Yeah, that's I guess my, that's my that's, I mean, medical opinion. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm a medical opinioner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a medical opinioner. Number one, a medical opinioner, Matt Myra. No schooling. No. Not a medical professional, just an opinioner. Um thank you for calling in and and answering the placenta accreta signal. Appreciate it. Agreed. Um we have one more pregnancy related yeah, email. I like a pregnancy related email. From Sarah, who says, I'm eight weeks pregnant with my second child and in an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. My first baby was born early at 35 weeks and four days and spent a week in the NICU. Because of this, I'm considered high risk for another preterm labor. Currently, the recommendation is to start weekly progesterone shots at 16 to 20 weeks pregnancy to prevent another early birth. Hmm. But my, wid- my, my midwife told me a second study was just released a couple of months ago that showed the drug ineffective at preventing preterm labor. I'm curious if any of your listeners have been in my spot and have either done... And either have done the treatment and whether it worked or if they had one preterm labor but carried to term naturally in a subsequent pregnancy. Sarah in a 1700 square foot house in Arlington, Texas with two adults, one toddler, two dogs and one cat. Um, did you read that? You, I would have been like, well, where's the study? Can I yeah, see the study? <laughs> totally. I believe I asked a couple of people throughout the course of our coursedom about the studies. I've been like, where was the study published? I asked those a couple times. And if it wasn't the New England Journal of Medicine, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you should definitely ask for the, ask, you know, where the study was, see if you can read the study. Yeah, because it doesn't seem, I mean, if it's, there's only, so like the way it's being framed is, I'm hearing that there, this, this was framed like there are only two studies on it and they both contradict each other completely, Mm -hmm. which seems like, there's got to be more data yep. happening somewhere. Yeah. They love data. <laughs> they do love data. I mean, they love so much data, they don't even know what to do with half of it. They're like, oh, I think this means, I don't even know. <laughs> All right, should we take another break? We absolutely can do that. Okay. So we're going to do that, and we're going to find out if I'm the coolest dude in Dude Town when we come right back. Cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, we're back. I'm the coolest dude in Dude Town. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Turns out the other dude who was the coolest dude, uh-huh. he he moved to Cool Town. So, oh, that's why you weren't the coolest yeah. dude in Cool Town. I gotta, we gotta check that out, see what's going on there. Um, um, all right, let me know. I will. I will. When are we going to Disney? We're going to Disneyland in February with your yes sister. sister. Mm-hmm. Which weekend? Uh, the twenty first. That was close. Honey, I know. I, I, I got, oh, that was close, guys. I got everything covered. We got our, our good friend Dave Matthews will be in Las Vegas, Nevada, the twenty eighth of February. So Matt and Dory decided we'll see our friend Dave. Dory's going to see my friend Dave. Dory's not really friends with Dave. One more, one more like casual acquaintances. Yeah. I'm like a good friend. Never met him or said anything to him in my life, but. We share a guitar builder. Does that count? <laughs> sure. Um, oh, my God. We didn't even talk about trivia. Oh, my God. Guys, this should have been at the front of the pod. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Ari's going to be so sad we didn't talk about it at the top of the pod. Well, we're talking about it now. Guys, again, I'm going to plug it again. Superscript trivia. Ari. Ari Halpern. We didn't host it this time. King of the trivias. We went to... Another person's house. We went to Nicole's who house. Who had been at our house. Who saw Ari doing his wonders. In action. And was like, I gotta get recapture this magic. And recapture it, she did. Oh my god, it was an epic battle of teams. It truly was. My team came in second place to... My team! Dory's team, the Violent Femmes. <laughs> Is that what you were? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good name. I came up with it. We were the Wet Bandits. Which is a reference to Home Alone. Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern are the Wet Bandits. Mm-hmm. And then they become the Sticky Bandits in part two. Which is, there was another team called the Sticky yeah, Bandits. Yeah, that was weird. It's great. Um, yeah, well, another woman on the team pointed out that we were the only team that was all women mm. or female identified. And I said, we should be the Violent Femmes. Uh, honey, you did great. Thank you. And uh, look, uh, we doubled the first round. We went for a double. We failed. Yeah. We failed at the double. And and it's double or nothing. Yeah, so we would have had nine points, but we ended up with no points because it's ten points in the round. We got off to a slow start. We only you got did. six points the first round. We did get off to a slow start. Um, but... Again, if you guys are in the LA area, I really am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push this Ari character. Turns out Roman numerals were really where I shined. Turns out Roman numerals <laughs> were we were we were terrible at Roman numerals. I thought uh, you got them all. We got the answers all correct. Oh, but then you didn't add them but up. We couldn't right. add correctly, and we let the <laughs> physicists do the adding. <laughs> I added ours up. Um, and uh, I, uh, yeah, again, if you're in the LA, I'm looking for something to do. Get, it's like, very fun. You want to get like. 10 15 20 and i'm not over. like a i'm a, i wasn't i'm not like a trivia person yeah but i really i do it, I, it recaptured a little bit of my youth when i used to play trivia at the washington not the washington square tavern we drink at the washington square tavern then go over to the public house on beacon oh sure uh-huh. and do trivia on sunday nights there with our team the magicians alliance 
Oh. Yes, a little rest of development uh, reference there. And uh, we would play quite often, and it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. And Ari is very good at recapturing that magic. Superscript trivia. He'll come to your house, just needs to hook up to a TV, and it's like a whole thing. When He's are we very gonna, prepared. When, when are we going to have our next trivia night? <laughs> I don't know. How many rounds has Ari gotten him? Let's figure it out. Yeah, I will say, Ari's rate, I think, is... Not high enough. I agree. I think he's doing a lot of work. And, I, and if you, especially if you're like, if you're like having everybody pitch in, it becomes nothing. Totally, it's so much fun. And he he puts a lot of work into the prep. Yes, he does. He's great. Yep. Superscripttrivia.com. Go book Ari. Not a sponsor. Just a real recommendation. Um, Violent Femmes took down the Wet Bandits. And, and uh, Zorn. And Zorn. And the Sticky Bandits. And the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> uh, good thing everyone else on my team was so good at TV theme songs. I just, I have like a a mental block about them. Even well, when you, I... Because you don't watch... Yeah, I feel like you don't, particularly during the theme song portion of a TV show, you're not watching. You're not paying attention. And now with Netflix, half the time I skip the theme song. Yeah. And I don't love to skip a theme unless I have the theme totally in my head. Mm. Um, Interesting. Everything, every theme song I don't know that has a twangy guitar in it, I think is justified. So <laughs> someday I'll know what the justified theme song sounds like. But in the meantime, uh, it was House of Cards, everybody. That was the theme song. I did not guess. There's a round of TV, TV theme songs that is super fun that Ari does. It's great. Yeah, it's always really, it's really, really fun. Um... Justified? Yes. Oh, I didn't know there were words to it. <laughs> All right, you know, if he played 15 seconds of this, I would have guessed Justified. <laughs> um, I also put this in like the Sons of Anarchy. What's the Sons of Anarchy theme? The Sons of Anarchy is uh, great because I, whenever you hit a. Uh, bonus on the slot machine or have a big win it plays the Sons of Anarchy theme song on, uh, on the Sons of Anarchy slot machine my second favorite slot machine of all time after Iron Man okay uh, Ross is also it's Ross's favorite slot machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it goes uh, it goes uh, there's a it? harmonica there's a guitar that's the Sons of Anarchy says this is a, this is the theme this is the full song oh well this <laughs> oh my god what? this makes me think of the fucking slot machine you're on your own yes you're on your own that's that's what hits when you and you watch the handsome blonde man charlie hunnam you watch him slap down a bunch of money on the table and that's what plays he's very handsome uh well, that's why I call them handsome, handsome blonde. Men. Yeah, Opie, right? I don't know. I never watched it. All right. Um, so we have heard from a lot of you about cats and babies. Oh wait, Opie's not Opie. I think Opie is Ron is is uh, Ron Perlman. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we've heard from a lot of you about cats and babies. Thank you all for weighing cats in. Cats and babies, babies um, and cats. It's cats and babies, babies and cats. It's the babies and cats segment of our show. Meow, cry. Okay, here's a voicemail. 
Hi, Matt and Dory, Bo and Henry. My name is Brittany calling from Tampa, Florida. I'm such a fan of the podcast. I was just listening for the first time ever. felt like I needed to call in to talk about um, your listener who is concerned about her cat and um, the arrival of her new science baby. I wanted to let you know that um, one thing that really worked for us that we um, had heard from a trainer, an animal trainer that had worked with um, our dog was that our um, if we had put tin foil down in the bassinet and in the crib for a month or so prior to the baby's arrival, cats really hate the sound of tin foil and the way tin foil feels on their feet. And so um, by putting that in, if the cat were to jump in it, the cat would learn very quickly that was not a place that they were supposed to be. So we tried that. Um, interestingly enough, we actually got our cat. I got our cat um, eight or nine years ago from my cousin who um, who's, who um, had had a baby, and my cat had kept jumping into the crib. So um, that was some, certainly something that was we were worried about, and sure enough, it definitely made a difference. So our cat absolutely has never jumped in the crib or the bassinet since we have had our science baby who is currently um, just about three, four weeks younger than Henry and is currently sleeping in the backseat of my vehicle. Um, so thanks again for everything that you all do. We That's very much appreciate it. Mom right there. Listener. And um, take care. Brittany, again, in 2,300 square feet in Tampa, Florida, Ooh. with um, an absolutely beautiful science baby named Caden and a cat and also a rescue dog named Bristow and my beloved husband. Hope you guys do well. Take care. Bye-bye. That is good to know. Hot tip. Uh, there's no real, uh, there's no real, like, uh, that's the kind of thing that I I feel like animal training is very anecdotal and I'm yes. weirdly on board with it. There's no real certifications for it. Like there but, are, no, but but look, this whole tinfoil thing. Try it out. I don't know. It sounds mean, doesn't it? Like, are you traumatizing the cat? You're saying because the cat doesn't like the way it feels on it, but doesn't hurt the cat. Okay, it's like spraying a cat with a water bottle. Like, I don't want to be wet. I don't cat. think I don't think that's like a great thing either to to spray them with water bottles i think it's fine you do yes i do <laughs> it's water it doesn't hurt okay it's I just it just annoys them to the point where they're like eh, i don't i don't peace love out. it i don't love it mm. i don't love it well you know what we'll treat our cat the same then okay we won't do that to all our right, cat that thank, we don't have thank god or we'll ever have um all right uh liz was born in 1987 and remembers watching the Numa Numa video on dial-up in high school. Oh, thank you, Liz. And says, thanks for the great throwback. You're welcome. I like to take everyone down memory lane. The end of the show is really my favorite part of the show. She it gets real weird. She's in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Oh, Lincoln Sudbury. Mm-hmm. In 1,400 square feet with two adults and an almost 10-month-old science baby. What was the thing that was in Lincoln Sudbury? Lincoln and Sudbury. There were two locations. Yeah, it was... A, I mean, Was it the jewelry exchange in Sudbury? I don't know, but they it was Lincoln Sudbury High School. We played them in sports. Oh, my God. I love it. Thanks yeah. for the thanks for giving us this walk down memory lane. Thank you, Liz. Um, well, we've reached the pump up the volume portion of the podcast. Oh well, I guess we'll try. Anne says, "Oh God, I love pump up the volume." Team Dory, Matt, you're just wrong. The end. She says she's part of Dory's micro generation class of ninety four. <laughs> What is a micro generation? It's you know I'm just really just zooming in there. Yep. 
And what is your micro generation? I've defined it as like people born between like 76, 77 and like 1980, 81. So 76, 77. So 75 is just not in your micro generation. They're a little old. But like, so my sister's not in your micro generation. My brother is. Correct. (laughs) It's very strange. Okay. Now, Amelia says, I was laughing so very much listening to your discussion of Pump Up the Volume. My husband loved that movie and had me watch it when we first started dating. The whole time I watched it, I thought, I don't get it. I 100% agree with Matt that the movie is unwatchable and terrible. (laughs) My husband and I are currently ages 44 and 42, so in Dory's micro-generation, if I'm getting ages right. Anyway, Pump of the Volume is possibly the worst movie (laughs) of all time. I have a theory that you had to have been basically permanently disgruntled yourself to get it. If you were a happy person watching it, you would just think, what is the point of this? I am a happy person. (laughs) Thanks and love the podcast, Amelia. Why did you laugh so hard at that? You know, actually, this this email did make me think, these two emails made me think that I actually, I got this wrong. It's not if you are part of my micro generation that you will automatically love this movie. It is if you are part of my micro generation and you saw it when it was released. You had to have seen it when it was released. That's a big, that's a big, that's a big part of, I think, a lot of movies. Yes. Liking movies that were built for you. Like I loved American Pie because I was like Mm. their same exact age. Exactly. So like, but I like think, if I were to watch it now, I don't know. I mean, there might right. be some nostalgia for it, but I don't know that I'd be like, this movie's great. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you like me and Anne, you are around my age and you saw it when you were like 14, 15, 16, then you're like, oh, this movie spoke to me. And of course we were disgruntled. We were teenagers. Come so on, I was Amelia. 16, I was 16 when The Phantom Menace came out. Uh-huh. Um. And I saw it nine times in the theater that summer because it was okay. air conditioned and walking distance from my friend Peter's house. So we would go. There you go. It. But I can tell you, the movie's not great. <laughs> we got one voicemail about this, too, that I want to play. I hope it's Christian Slater. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Holly. And I had to pause the pod and call when you were talking about Pump Up the Volume, which is a movie that was very important in my formative years. Um, I used to stay up late and I would uh, sneak out of my mom's purse and grab her video rental card and I would walk a mile up to the grocery store which had video rentals in it at the time because that was the 90s and we did that back then oh, yeah. and I would practice on the way there like my birthday in case someone asked me um, if I was old enough to rent an R-rated movie and I would rent, pump up the volume and get myself a like a two liter of Pepsi which I was not allowed to drink at home and I would uh, sneak back into the house and stay up late watching uh, pump up the volume drinking Pepsi and feeling all kinds of badass at like 14 years old so um this has brought back a fun memory when you brought it up today and i can't believe that matt doesn't like it it was definitely very important to me christian bale is very important in my formative years love uh everything you guys do for the community and um currently in recently moved into 2900 square feet um with four kids uh two which are already teenagers um, but at one time we all lived in an 1100 square foot house with four kids in one bedroom and you can do it if you need to, it works. So, uh, love you guys. Bye. Well, she also proves my point, which is if you saw it when, when you, you were a teenager, yeah, of course. I think that, you know, that, 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 that's sort of true for a lot of things. I mean, I, 
I often wonder if I hadn't, I didn't see Jaws until I was 18. Hmm. Um, but it was, you know, it was John McDonough had loved it long before me. And then we finally, I finally watched it. I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Mm. So I don't know. Although like, he, well, it's my, you know, my, my Robin Williams theory of whatever Robin Williams movie came out when you were 10 years old is your favorite Robin Williams movie. So for me, I think that would be Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. You, isn't that the best one for it's you? It's so good. Don't you love that one? I do love that one. Did that movie come out? 1987. I was 10 years old. Honey. Wow. Your theory holds. It's the theory. You know, for me, Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Good morning, Vietnam. That's us. Every morning, that's how we wake up. I wake up and I go, hello. And she goes, good morning, Vietnam. That's just how we start our day here at the Myra house. It's a little weird, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? All right. Um, Rachel says, hi, both. This is a bit off topic, but just in case you're missing Bake Off and need some feel-good British TV, can I recommend Kirsty's Handmade Christmas from Channel 4? Each episode takes place in a big country house and crafters and makers from around the UK and maybe Ireland come to compete with each day being a different theme, tree decorating, wrapping, toy making, etc. It's very soothing as the contestants are generally lovely. The lighting is very low and festive and the judging is never too harsh. The host, Kirsty, is a gem. All the episodes are in the Channel 4 app. If that's available to you, love to you and the boys, Rachel, going solo in a 52 foot by six foot narrow boat. That's somewhere fucking awesome. On the Grand Union Canal. That's awesome. Where is the Grand Union Canal? Rachel, you might be the coolest person that's ever written in. It's in England. It starts in London and ends in Birmingham. I think, I believe I've walked past this canal a few times in the east end of London. Wow. It is part of the British canal system. Which, 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 end of, which side of London is it on? Um, I don't know. Well, here's the episode of Kirsty's Handmade Christmas that, was aired, that aired three weeks ago. Ready? Oops, I turned that way down because of the thing. Okay, guys, Kirsty's Handmade Christmas, Mondays at 5 p.m. on Channel 4. The Christmas headquarters is open for business. Join Kirsty and her merry band of crafters as they battle it out to make some show-stopping Christmas creations. Stunning selection of Christmas trees. With inventive techniques. That is edible stained glass. Shut the front. I know. Handy tips. That is just so simple. And clever ways to add those little touches of Yuletide magic. Oh! Wow, wow. Get the inspiration you need to fill your Christmas with a whole load of handmade joy. Brand new Kirsty's Handmade Christmas, Monday at 5 on Channel 4. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Monday at 5 on Channel 4. I love it. I'm on board. I'd like to watch it. You know, I started watching the um, the Hulu, The well, it's, I think it's on Freeform, but it, it rehears on yeah, the gift wrapping uh, competition. competition show, which is called, what is it called? Uh, rap Battle, if I believe yes. correctly. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pun. Yes, that's rap now, with a W. Let me tell you how every one of these shows is created. Okay. Title first. Okay. Like if I said rap battle. Yep. 
and I was like, WRAP. What would that be? Do people are people really good at rapping things? Should we just have them all try to rap a bicycle? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, then then a show was born. That's how I made all of the at midnight games on at midnight. That's how we all did it. We would like go name first. Why don't we invent any reality shows? Yeah, I'm busy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I'm too busy to invent a reality show right now. All right, that's fair. Um, but uh, I'm excited that we finally had someone write in from the Grand Union Canal. Me too. First ever. All right. Well, this uh, brings us to the end of our show. Just oh, a reminder that you... Lex, where are you? You haven't written in. Okay, yeah. thank you. Lex is MIA. Lex, you're busy. I know. Um, just hit us up. Say happy Say happy Christmas. Like you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get the back catalog, which is pretty extensive at this point. And you'll also get your name read on the podcast each month. A lot of uh, a lot of names right now. Well, we only have. Oh right, because we have to do the we, yeah the, the weirdness of yep. the, of the date. Yep, exactly. Um, All right, here we go. Hang on, let me just bring up some Christmas music, and we'll do it like that. Uh, let's see. Where's the Disneyland thing? Here we go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time to say thank you with the Main Street music. Uh, Christmas times. Can you turn it down a little? Sure. Thank you. Kim Master. Carly Moore. Andrew McCarroll. Amy Giles. Laura Rosenblum. Sarah Swift. Paula. Tanya Kershemin. Christina Smith. Marie Morgan. Allison Dean. Kimberly Shepard. Angel Rivera III. Katie Tavey. Brett Jarrett. Robert Olson. The Kembles. Uh, Mariah C. Adamick. Alan L. Amy Sher- Sharon, sorry. Andy Pavlik. Greta Truitt. Aurora and Zelda. Anonymous. Kane McCall. CJ. Tracy Jury. Jennifer Steele. Katie Regan. Anonymous. Sarah Lewis. Rachel Kuzma. SJV. Bruno Macias. I think it's Macias. It sure is. Abba N. Catherine Shimmons. Mike Kim and Leo. Kelly Zimmerman. Aaron Turley. Maude Tremblay. Rachel Downey. Audrey Watson. Carolyn N. Mr. Bundy. Chris Dibel. Sarah Rice Long. Anne Real. Ben, a PhD. Amy. Darlene Estremira. Becca Foster. The Holterman Clan. Jennifer Floyd. Stephanie Thompson. Lex. Oh, Lex, Conant. where you been, pal? Melinda Phelps. Sabrina Stern. Sarah Prager. Kenzie Erickson. Martin Hedegar Peterson. Magana Prasad. Kathy Hill. Leslie Shoup. Uh, Alec, Meredith, and Fletcher Babel. Ashley Cicely Lee. Uh, Chinami Worth. Stephen Azar. Evelyn Schmevelin. Emily McNaughton. Michelle Kitts Miller. Ariana Perry. Siri K. Gasky. April Cherry. Uh, Margaret Metcalf. Erica Brown. Linnea Funsel. Shari Olson. Nicola Hill. Jess Branch. Sandy Barry. Anonymous in Brooklyn. Mary Myra. Uh oh. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Crescent Martin. Elizabeth Kanami. Uh, sorry, Elizabeth Kamani. Marina Breed. Susan Fisher. Nicholas Skidmore. And Carolyn Marie. Caroline Marie. Why did I say Carolyn? I don't know. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on this lovely podcast we call Excellent Adventure. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any questions about randomness, please write in because we are going to be recording next week. And maybe the Monday after, because we are going to be leaving for New York. No, we are off the following week. Oh. I don't have to bring podcast equipment to New York? Nope. God bless America. (laughs) 
So long. This episode is dedicated to milk. <laughs> Bye.